The 418th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 418. My co-host keeps trying to make it 318. He he wants us to be uh, younger than we are, but no, 418 already of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is going out to Judge Mike Bell, who he didn't win his money last night, but he he saved us some money in the main event last night due to his uh, amazing competence. So thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. And it was a chalky night again in the UFC last night. I didn't realize how chalky it was until I did the calculations this morning before we went on air. Yes, I, I do some behind-the-scenes work for this podcast. It's not just all all um freestyle but yeah uh it was a very try i think one favorite came uh, i mean one underdog came through last night and of course we didn't have that underdog pick so interesting night two fights we didn't have even get a decision in a betting decision um in yeah interesting night but we ended up okay in the end um i ended up even winning money on my hundred dollars on every bet um uh picks gumby uh did all right too lost money there Lost money on his. Uh, actually, Gumby didn't do good. Forget that. He didn't do good. Let's bring him in and, I'm, I'm and scold go, him. You I'm did gonna bad. Go eight, I'm going to go eight and three. Or no, what was it? Seven Six and three. three. Six oh, and three. Because, you, you yeah, because we kept. By the way, seven and three. Also eight and three. Edgar Sharif. <laughs> <wins that. laughs> like, come on. We're really, we're yeah. really going to go there with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. It like was Edgar, a wacky night, Gumby. And, and I, I mean, there's so much to say about the judges too, because I feel like I won the. I feel like I won the Padilla fight too. Um, it was like a that, MMA kind of night. Yeah, it, it was, was an it MMA was... gonna MMA night for sure. Exactly. Even, yeah. Even some of the judges' scorecards that like came through uh, with the correct winner, you know, like yeah. I, I still think fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you like, go back to that. Like, Co-made event. We'll 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 discuss very sure. Yeah, yeah. That some of the judges fucked that up. Um, the how about the Tracy Cortez fight? Like, first yeah. of all, <laughs> I, I think Jasmine just did this. I do think. She, I. I do think she. Uh, put together a competitive fight. I think Tracy Cortez won. Uh, she did Me not too. win 30-27. Not in no. any stretch of the imagination. And two of the judges no. had it that way. So, yeah, it was a uh, it was a night you don't want to be on the cards. That's for damn sure. No. I guess, on the for the most part, the right person won. I got, we'll, we'll discuss it. Who knows? Uh, maybe not, the right person won. Maybe Padilla. the right person did it. Not Padilla. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that one didn't... I was watching it pretty fast and after the fact, so um, I, I may have um, may have missed that, or maybe I wanted the Canadian to win secretly, even though we picked against them. I don't know. Um, definitely wasn't thirty twenty seven though, as these scorecards went. But yeah, interesting night. Unfortunately, we, we do have to talk about the judging. Um, there were some good, good fights um, sprinkling in amongst all, all the uh, all the chaos and confusion and uh, disgust over some of the uh, some of the judges decisions as I bumbled my way through and we barely even started the episode. Um, but yeah, in the end, our picks went okay. I, I briefly looked through the discord this morning. Were you in there last night? How yeah, did the, the gens do? I was popping around. There were some people who were at the highest of highs. There were some people at the lowest of lows. Uh, I think somebody quit gambling again. Um, oh, really? But I would say, was it our, who was it? Was it our friend uh, who quit last scuba. time? Retired last it wasn't Scuba. I, I don't nope, think Scuba retired. Yeah, I think he's back. So. Uh, Dredney. Dredney's retired before. Was it Dredney? I don't think he retired. 
Oh, been, so we have a new person retired. Was it five? Was it five? Yeah, those two are. <laughs> those two retired, but also then they're the ones who are like, "Yo, check out this freaking massive hit regional that I card. have," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah dude, check out this regional, uh, regional card. I have a, have wait, my life savings on." Yes. Yeah. Wait. Wait until you find out how much money I want on Octagon with a K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we we have someone else who's a quitter, do we? Uh, yeah. I, I want to say it was was it five hundred one five hundred one might okay. have quit. Um, but anyway, the, there were people who were like having a tough time. Um, and I feel like the, there was, because it was so chalky, it, it was hard to be yeah. a winner on that card. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, like there were, I mean, if you were hitting certain props, like maybe, but like you said, like right. you, you were, if you had bet a hundred dollars just on the money line of every fight and you went, what did you go? Nine and two on that night? Or, I went uh, seven and two, seven, two and I won 33 bucks. Yeah. yeah right. I was winning 18 <laughs> bucks and I was winning 16 bucks. And you know, the biggest yeah. hit was a 70, 70 buck win. So you miss, you whiff on one fight. Yeah. As I whiffed on two and then, then yeah. And you're betting the same amount in each fight. Then yeah, you're, you're going to be in a hole. So, but yeah. somehow I got out but, of it, but yeah, but I would have, uh, so I, I wound up uh, having a decent night, but I will tell you, uh, as somebody who was just sitting on a, uh, Alexa Grasso wins by decision at plus three. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That was, that a, was a, it was a gut punch to end the night. It sure, it sure was. It sure was. We'll, we'll jump all into it until I, uh, I'm going to talk about something positive. That's not a gut punch. DraftKings. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in the NFL action in on the NFL action, excuse me, with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Uh, Cowboys, they haven't, they haven't kicked off yet. Gumby, do you have a pick for the Cowboys today? I, uh, you probably already gave them out, didn't you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always just telling you take the Cowboys against the spread. They should be fine today, especially yeah. given the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Yes, I've heard of him, and yes, he is hurt. I'm winning in fantasy football again, dom- dominating again this week. I win. Did you did like, you get it? Did you get advice from anybody before you drafted? Maybe an American, perhaps <laughs> an, perhaps an American related to a football coach. Maybe who knows? Who's to say? Right? <laughs> it's in the blood for that person. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem called Wayne Hunter Gambler. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. I love saying that. It's, it's a fun bunch of words put together. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, we're telling you about game time again because that's the spot you can spend some of your DraftKings winning winnings on last minute tickets. But you don't have to spend too much money because they have the best prices too on game time in the game time app. Because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, aka MMA. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code S. Sorry, code. New codes. Listen up. C F B X for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code C F B X for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, I was uh, afraid you were going to tell me the bot retired. The bot is not retired. The bot is still alive in our Discord, right? Yeah, he dropped in to I give saw. us his results, which is my favorite yes. part, uh, in, yep. including the the $1 bet on Alex Reyes, uh, which we'll talk about <laughs> being the worst dollar anybody's ever spent. <laughs> yes, even, even for a bot boy, it definitely was. Um, all right, let's jump into all the festivities last night. It was Noche UFC celebrating Mexican independence. Day, UFC fight night, Grasso versus Shevchenko to T-Mobile Arena. I didn't get attendance figures. Did it seem packed in there or it not? Did, it did as the night went on. It was it was okay. pretty empty to go at the get-go. Yep. And in the main event, their hero, Alexa Grasso, remains the champion. It, it was like when people used to beat Hulk Hogan by countout, and he would he would remain champion. Uh, Grasso retained her belt because of a split draw. The cards went 48-47, Grasso, 47-48, Shevchenko, 47-47, Shevchenko. So um, 
as I mentioned on, uh, I listened to Severe MMA before we did this show. Uh, Sean Sheenan mentioned, uh, which is true, depending on whether you think the scorecards are right or wrong. Shevchenko has basically dominated both of the fights except for a couple minutes, and yet she's not had her hand raised yet. I guess she had her hand raised technically last night, but she's still not the champion. Um, according to, but score, according to uh, my, uh, mm, go ahead. I'll say this about it, though. You're, you're right. Like maybe if you were, if you were the type of person who like scored every minute. She would definitely have more right. minutes, but yeah. like if you look at like the moments that are are big, I yep. don't know that she's had a big moment in either of the two fights. No, no, no. I, I would say she definitely she kind of had a submission, kind of locked in last night. That was the, probably her biggest moment that she had. Right? She, she was the, the one the that got round with the, round the round three one, three? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she got dropped she, in round four or in yeah. round two. Yep. Yeah. So I had it, Shevchenko. Round one, and then Grasso, and then Shevchenko, and then Grasso barely. That round four basically is is a toss up the round. I think, yeah, I think Grasso won it, but that was around that she got bloodied up, right? So who who am I to say? Maybe Shevchenko actually won that round. And then round five was clearly Grasso, but it was not ten <laughs> eight. That was ridiculous. Yeah, and I, uh, so I went back and, and watched, and like, uh, come to think of it, I think of all of the rounds. That is perhaps the round that was the most clear. And I, I'll yeah. even go back to round two. So you, we mentioned she dropped her in round two, and she clearly won that round. But it, in that round, she was never really close to a finish, right? No. Valentina no. did the backwards somersault a la Heath Herring versus Brock Lesnar. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, Not quite as violently, but yes. Yeah, and, and we didn't get a football tackle afterwards. Um, no. But but like she did that. But like it didn't ever look like she was close to being finished, right? And so... No. With all that being said, like that might have been the worst round for her was round five. Nowhere near a 10, 10, eight. Um, no. And, and you could see it on. Did you see Sean Shelby's face when uh, all this? Was I going? heard. I, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really funny. Um, yeah. He, he just like they, they show him the scorecard and you see him mouth. What the fuck? Um, which yeah. is is great. And to his point, like. It probably wasn't like, what the fuck? Who could score these rounds for Valentina? Or it wasn't, what the fuck didn't Valentina? Like, it wasn't even mad that neither person won. Like, he wasn't siding. But he was probably right. mad at, like, who the hell is picking one of these rounds to be a 10-8? Because you, yeah, that, that's why. everything up. Well, and that's why we. screws everything up. Well, and that's why we have five rounds, right? We have an odd amount yeah. of rounds. Because we only get draws and the odd chance a 10-8 comes across the board. And so when we have five yeah. rounds and clearly a 10-8 isn't on the board, you're like, okay, we're about to see who won this. And yeah. for me, it, it really all came down to round four, which in retrospect, I thought it came down to round four. I scored it for Grasso. Yeah. If it had come down to round four, two out of the three judges gave it to Shevchenko. Shevchenko would have yeah. won the fight. So um, it's crazy. And, and what do we do now? Where where are we at? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, like you said, it, it came to around four, and we should have we should have had a winner. Whether it was Grasso or Shevchenko, we should have had a winner. Because yeah, I had uh, Grasso, I, but if it was Shevchenko, I yeah, wouldn't have been like, you know, I wouldn't nope. been yelling robbery or this is bullshit. But like, no. do, do you think they do it a third time? Uh, probably. I don't want them to, but I or or you could or you could um take it the view that well, Shevchenko's had two shots and she hasn't beaten her yet, so. <laughs> but I so doubt I, they will. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping. So I'm kind of hoping that's the case. A. Yeah. But also, hear hear me out on this alternative plan. I, I workshopped this with my wife this morning. Okay. She she oh, likes good, good. she likes the plan. So she likes the plan we're in. Um, how about we give Alexa Grasso one of the fresh challengers, either the Manal Firo fight or the Aaron Blanchfield fight, whichever one you thought was the more impressive last time. Let's mix yeah. it up. Let's give her one of them. Because essentially she's fought Shevchenko twice. Shevchenko hasn't won yet. And let's do this. Say, Valentina, we're sorry you didn't win. But we recognize that you also didn't lose. Go beat the shit out of Juliana Pena and be the Bantamweight champ. <laughs> oh, yes, true. I thought I thought you were going to give her the other prospect. But yeah. That's no, give her, give her Juliana <laughs> Pena. Let her, let her stake her claim as a two-division champion. Which, you know what I mean? Like, only the second ever to do it as a woman. Um, yep. it's an easier path. She's getting older in age. She won't have to cut the weight anymore and flyweight can go on living. Cause I, I think there's a real possibility that this happens too, because let's face it. Shevchenko versus Grosso isn't selling pay-per-views. We put it on free TV yeah. as a title fight. So they know that this isn't selling. The third iteration of it is also not selling. 
So yeah. like, let's make it fresh. Let's get Blanchfield in there. Give her an opportunity to be the youngest champ ever. Put that narrative on a co-main event somewhere. And let's let uh, Valentina beat the crap out of Juliana Pena and, and put a belt on her. All right, we're clipping this and we're spreading this one out, so maybe they'll hear it. Okay, Gumby? This, this I, is our like clip it. of the week. <laughs> at at um, Sean no. Shelby, at, at yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely um, definitely think that's good. Plus, you know, Shevchenko, is, she's, she's still a good fighter, but she definitely is not where she was at. But she's much, the, much the better than Juliana Pena still. So. Yeah, the thing that seems to have... <laughs> have decreased in her at least fighting somebody like alexa grasso yeah the thing that seems to have faded the most is her speed so if her yeah. speed is the thing that's gone uh, why not right like why not move up because yeah. that's where she's going to be so much fast she's gonna be so much faster than juliana pena yeah and grasso seems to be her her boogie woman as well it, like she did not seem confident in that fight either like she wasn't herself so i think grasso seems to be in her head like she, yeah, she was I, hesitant I to pull the trigger and stuff, which hopefully it was just because of Grasso, not that she's, you know, over the hill. But let's say, I guess the Pena fight wouldn't wouldn't prove anything anyhow. She would just destroy her. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd destroy. The thing is, I think she'd destroy every Bantamweight right now. Like, who who's yeah. beating her up there? Like, do you yep. think Myra Buena Silva is going to beat her? Do you think Rocky, yeah, Pen no. Rocky Pennington's going to beat her? <laughs> no. Do you think Juliana Pena? Yeah, it's like, true. She'd just go rule up there. So, like, let's let her stop making weight cuts. Give her a chance to yep. like make history with her two division stuff and get flyweight fresh matchups that might actually interest people. And get some semi star power at Bantamweight, even though we just said how she doesn't sell pay-per-views, but she's still better than what they got currently in that weight class. So and she's like more tolerable. And she's more tolerable than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely is more tolerable than the other one. Uh co-main event, very good co-main event fight. I, I think both guys came out of this looking pretty good. Uh Jack Della Madalena. Took care of Kevin Holland. Split decision, which was incorrect scorecard. 28-29. 29-28, 29-28. I had it for Della. Um, I'm trying to think how each round played out. Yeah, I, I guess two rounds to one for Della. Della looked very good. Very crisp with his striking. And Holland didn't do anything stupid, which is pre pretty much all you can ask from him, right? Um, and we had Della at minus 141. I had him winning via knockout as my prop bet, so I didn't hit that. But that wasn't even close. But uh, good fight. Uh, good test for Jack Della Madalena. Kevin Holland is a weird guy to fight. Weird, long fellow who talks to you the whole time. But he uh, he passed the test with flying colors in my eyes. Yeah, and, and speaking of bad scorecards, not only was it a bad scorecard from Mike Bell here, um, because he, he gave Holland two rounds, but if in my eyes, it was very clear. Round one and three for Della, two for Holland, and if you really wanted to try to steal this fight from from Jack Della and give a round to Holland, you had to give him three uh, and, and argue that three was was a Kevin Holland round. And he gave one. The round that I was the yeah, most sure bad. was Jack Della's uh, to Kevin Holland. So, like, Mike Bell's opinion was if Jack Della didn't finish that fight, he was losing, which is incredible to me. Um, and the media scores, 17-18 uh, media guys here on it. Uh, you want to guess how many of the 18 media guys had Kevin Holland? Uh, three. Uh, zero. Zero of them had all right. Kevin Holland. Zero even, point zero. Even the Sherdog guys who mess up all the time, uh, they messed up, but it was because <laughs> it, they messed up, but it was because they gave all three rounds to Jack Tilla. Um, so uh, like yeah, even, yeah. I mean, they even messed up in the right direction. So uh, yeah, no, it yep. was it was insane that uh, a judge gave it a Holland. And I'll tell you what. After they read those first two scorecards, I was sweating because obviously both a Jack Della fan and, you know, pick Jack Della to win. And then yep. they say the third judge's name is Sal Diamato. And I'm like, oh, no, this is oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> and even exactly. Even, even Big Sal got this one right. So, uh, you know, shout out to Big Sal for for not screwing this one up. And uh, yeah, Jack Della looks good. I mean, like all, yep. all the things people worried about him uh, in that uh, Basil Hafiz fight. I think we're largely, you know, just, it was just noise. It was weird weight cuts and stuff like that. And, yes. uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's a sharp striker. He picked apart, um, Holland in the, I mean, like that's gonna continue to be Kevin Holland's kryptonite. Somebody who is a better striker than him because he doesn't have enough dimension to his game. Yep. So whoever that was on Twitter berating us over, uh, our love of Jack Della, he won. So whew, we snuck by. <laughs> By the skin of our teeth, but we did sneak by. And yeah, I didn't just dedicate this to uh, J 
judge Mike Bell just because of one screw up. He he had multiple ones. So there you go. Yeah, he, um, he lays it on thick. <laughs> yeah. Well, why is he doing the top two fights too? That's usually they rotate these people in and out of fights. Do they not? Yeah, it was uh, him in him and Sal D both got the last two fights. Yeah, well, only the best for the best, I guess. I guess. Uh, Royal Rose's junior looked okay. He's he's back on track. He was fighting a journeyman scrub uh, can with all due respect. But uh, we had Rose at minus five ninety nine. He blitzed Terrence Mitchell with the punching TKO punches. Fifty four seconds didn't take too long for him to earn himself the fifty thousand dollar performance of the night bonus uh last night and uh got the kid back on track what well, we we were hoping this was the case it looked at least on paper like it was going to be a layup for him yeah i'm really glad to see not just that he he was able to execute the layup here um like i kind of thought he was going to but also he was he, he's clearly developing his game uh and that's always the concern with an 18 year old prospect right we see it on the regional scene all the time they're mowing people over and using yep you know, one particular skill set and they just don't round themselves out. It does look like he's rounding himself out. I don't know what he did in between these fights, but it, it's clear he's gone and worked on his hands because they look way better. Oh yeah. Yep. You can make lots of gains when you're, when you're that young too. So um, who knows what, what shape he'll be in next fight. We see he could be even, even he remember the leap he took from contender series to his first UFC fight was huge. Um, so yeah, this was a pretty big leap as well. So like I said, he's, uh, like Gumby was saying, he's by far not the finished product yet. So, like I said, not not the like I said is going to be my line of the episode. Apparently, uh, Mitchell is not your the t- the topest of prospects, but we don't want Rosas fighting t- top guys at this point. We don't want him fighting. We want him fighting lower division guys to get uh, you know get some water on his beak, get some experience under his belt. Is there any other analogies or uh, get some tread 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 on the tire? There you go. That's good. Uh, lightweights, Daniel Zellhuber, uh, Anaconda choked, Chris Joseph Giagos, 326 into the second round. I had Zellhuber at minus 230. Gumby had Giagos at plus 230. Giagos worked for your money, Gumby, at the very least. He, he yeah. won round one very clearly. Yeah, I, I thought he looked great out the gate. Um, he was throwing that overhand. He was pressuring. Uh, he didn't get to the wrestling as early as I would have liked him to. Like, I think people sleep on how good of a wrestler he is. And, and he failed on a couple of, like, real deep attempts and stuff like that. But, like, uh, I, I think there's more in there from him. Uh, but I will say, yeah, like, I, I, uh, I he fought for my money. I think Zell Hoover's choke was, was real impressive, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got some work to do still, the, the kid. But you can see the potential is there, um, just clearly based on his size at, at lightweight. But gets hit too much, <laughs> that that's going to be a problem. Um, but yeah, slick, uh, slick on the ground, slick uh, transition into the choke for sure. So Giagos, we keep him around. That's one win in his last four. I mean, I want to just because he's he's fun to watch. But I, I mean, tis the season, a, eh? and it's not like his losses oh no his losses are good ones did just knock out ricky glenn who's fighting next weekend uh or in three weekends ah man it the it's not a who's who's name of guys he beat outside of ricky glenn but the losses are to tiago moises armin zarukian the zell hooper one might be a nail in the coffin though yeah perhaps terrence mitchell's gone right oh god did he yeah okay good that's his, second in the That's his second in the UFC, and, and like he looks yeah. like a fish out of water in both of them. To be clear, we don't decide who gets fired. We're just making predictions. No, but um, you can't you can't be losing to Cameron Simon and, and Raul Rosas Jr., both in the first round, and, and keep your job. I guess it's kind of like having a death pool, though. Less, less extreme. Um, opening <laughs> fight on the main card, featherweights, Kyle Nelson. We mentioned this off the top. The Canadian came. He was on the brink. Like uh, what we had him written off. We had him uh, picked to lose his last fight and getting cut. No, he showed us last time. I no, I'm lying. It's not gonna be the last time I, I uh, doubt a Canadian fighter, but nonetheless, Kyle Nelson came through over Fernando Padilla, 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. We had Padilla. Gumby has issues with this. He couldn't even wait for us to get on air to tell me issues with this. So go ahead. Let it out. Gumby. I mean, the obvious issue is that you have the three worst judges in the history of judging <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, the tell the world. It was, Mike, the world who they are. it was Mike Bell, Adelaide Bird and Sal Diamato, which obviously they don't announce because it was a unanimous decision. But like yeah. I assumed when we got to 
I assume when we got to the the thirty twenty seven card, which by the way belongs to the, my good man Sal Diamato, uh, when when they were reading the decision, they said thirty twenty seven. I was like, oh, Padilla won because there's no way Padilla lost the first round. Like Padilla won that first round so clearly, and I thought he won the third. If you really wanted to make an argument that Nelson won the second and the third, I mean, I guess I'd hear it, but there's no way. There's no way that that Nelson won that first round. In fact, if you look at the fan scoring on MMA decisions, too, which is another feature I like, 95.9% of fans scored the first round for Padilla and and 1% called it a draw. So they don't know what they're doing. But like that's how clearly that first round was Padilla's. And and there's no media member who scored that 30-20 or 30-27 is just Sal Diamato. So, um, yeah, again, I think Padilla got screwed, but I would say that uh, even if he didn't get screwed, Sal Diamato is is uh, is an idiot. <laughs> there, there you go. That that's his uh, that's his uh, summary of of the fight and the judging. So that was the main card. How are we doing the main card? We I went three and one. Gumby went two and two, but it gets better for Gumby. You are the prelim god, and after all, right? Or you used to be? I used to be. I still think I'm pretty good there. <laughs> He used to have some Hall of Fame picks there, which leads us into Hall of Fame bets. That was a very forced transition, but I'm, I'm going with it anyhow. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to win to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. That's SGPN. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, prelims. Loopy, boy, she's she's going to be a handful, it looks like, at women's strawweight. Loopy Godinez ran through Elise Reed. He incredibly Gumby-esque Elise Reed, very flexible. Um, could not get her to tap to arm bars in the uh, in the first round. Uh, Lupi was transitioned into a bunch of different submissions as well. Could not get Elise Reed to quit, but eventually got her to reluctantly uh, 337 into the second round with a rear naked choke. Godinez was destroying her on the feet, destroying her on the mat. She looked fantastic. We had her at minus 440. Yeah, I don't I don't know how anybody could have been on Reed here. She looked amazing. And, uh, you know, if you were in the discord, I was talking loopy by sub. Uh, people had been talking yep. about loopy not getting a finish for a minute because uh, yep. you know, it had been a little bit. But, man, her wrestling on point. The submissions were good. You know, that's that's five out of six for her, which is really impressive. Yep. And uh, it is her first finish in a little bit. Um, but, man, yeah, she extra 50K well deserved here. And yep. and look, hey, Elise Reed, despite you know maybe not having the the cleanest record in the UFC, she is three and four, uh, and hasn't ever lost two in a row, and she's got nope. wins over you know Corey McKenna and Jinu Fry, like th- those are decent wins. So this this is not a, a slouch win here for Lupita. Nope, she's also never won two fights in a row, um, and all of, <laughs> she's been finishing all all of her losses. So. I, I don't know if the UFC is going to keep around or not, but yeah, who who would you like to see? We'll, we'll talk positive, the positive side of things. Who who would you like to see Loopy go up against next? She's uh, definitely moving her way up into the upper echelons of the division. I mean, she did, but she, her one step up into the upper echelons of the division was when she fought Angela Hill. She lost that fight. Yeah. Um, so like that was her. If they first... fought now. There's no way I would pick. Sorry to interrupt. I, no way I would pick. I would pick Loopy if they fought now. For sure. Do, do you know who I would like to see her against? But it's too bad she's already booked this uh, upcoming weekend. I think is uh, I, I'd really like to see her fight Michelle Waterson. I, I think that would be like <laughs> she would destroy her. Yeah, because she'd beat the hell out of her. That's not I, fun. I, I, I don't mean That's to be mean, fair. but like, but Michelle Waterson's thirty-seven years old at this point, and like should be fodder for a hot prospect like Lupita Godinez. 
Um, and instead they got her fighting up the rankings and fighting a top 10 opponent in Marina Rodriguez next week. Um, yeah. So like, uh, that's a weird matchmaking on my part or on their part. But like, you know, if you look at the bottom of these rankings, there isn't really anybody who I think of as like, you know, kind of that old blood to phase out. Um, right. Because like, th- that's what you want to do with loopy right now. You want to feed her to somebody who can beat the, she can beat the crap out of, but like, yes. you know, Pinheiro is down there. She's fresh. Tabitha Ricci's down there. She's fresh. Amanda Hibas is still kind of fresh. Uh, Tisha Torres is exiting the rankings because she just had a baby and they took her out. Um, so like that's that's pretty much all the people lower in the rankings other than Waterson. So maybe I don't know. Maybe if Waterson wins, give her Waterson. If not, she might be fighting somebody who's like just out of the rankings. Yeah, Hibas is fighting Pinheiro coming up. I think right. Yeah, I think that is coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow, hopefully uh, she's loopy is 30. So let's get going with it. Come on. Don't don't wait too long, people. Um, even though she turned her back on Canada, I still like her. She's a fun fighter for sure. <clears throat> and a fun interview on Gumby's podcast when he has her on. Hopefully she's not going to get too big time now, Gumby. You won't be able to have her on anymore. <laughs> I, I think, Sometimes I think people she, big time, yeah. I, I have been big times once or twice, but most, most are pretty good. <laughs> Yep, it's true. MMA is much. I, I can tell you from years of doing interviews with with athletes, MMA is it's like night and day uh, dealing with MMA fighters compared to any anywhere else. There's you don't have a million handlers to go through, and yeah, they actually are usually are nice people too when you talk to them. So, anywho, uh, middleweights Roman Kopilov wasn't very nice to Josh Fremd, who's a nice guy and was on Gummy's podcast last week. This was this was the highlight of the night to me. A walk off body punch, four forty four in the second round. How great was that, dude? I mean. God. it's so set, funny set him up battered his body and then boom liver shot done it's so funny where Kapilov has come from right like Kapilov, yes. uh, this this guy lost a carl roberson in his first fight in the ufc and and again people take it stray shots carl roberson gets my stray shot of the week uh here because like carl roberson <laughs> lost four straight fights and got fired in the ufc uh his last win before that was roman Kapilov. like it's crazy to me that Roman Kopilov that lost to Carl Roberson and Albert Durayev is now just battering people like four straight knockouts. Uh, and, and it's the best part I think about what he does is it's not like you can't attribute it to him just being a power puncher. You know, how sometimes people go on KO runs like Tai Tuivasa and you're like, oh, yeah, he hits really freaking hard. So he's a coin flip every time you watch him. Not Kopilov. Kopilov, every single one of these KOs is just the accumulation of beating them down nonstop for like two rounds. And then at the end of the second round, getting a mercy kill. And it's like, that is perhaps 10 times more impressive. I think he's got to be on the short list of getting a, a title fight here or a, not a title fight, a ranked opponent. Right. Um, you'd have to think so. We're talk- talking middleweight. We're not, we're not talking about a stacked, um, Stack weight class. He'd be, yeah. He'd be Calvin sure. Gas. He'd be Calvin Gaslam, right? Uh, I'm not willing to say anything about Calvin Gas Gaslam anymore because he seems to like somehow <laughs> show, show up he, sometimes. Yeah, somehow sometimes he shows up. So what about what yeah, about Andre Muniz? Would he beat Andre Muniz? Um, probably. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, recency bias, but yeah, you, you would think so. I think yeah, he'd he, beat. Uh, I didn't think he'd beat Nasoradin Imavov, and I love Imavov. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's just, he's more aggressive and, and more technical and more violent. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very, very impressive. It, yeah. Like you said, it wasn't just, he hits hard. It wasn't just, you know, lucky shot. He set this up working the body and then boom, not that he wasn't working the face as well. Cause, uh, he was a friend was a bloody mess, but, uh, the jab, but Chase Hooper's dad, jab for Chase Hooper's, yeah. Chase Hooper's dad came through in the end. Yeah. It was a good one though. Yep. <laughs> it was flyweights. Boo. This is one of the fights we didn't get a uh, decision. Technically, we did get a decision. No contest. Premature stoppage. Was it, though? This was, this is what Sean Sheen and Sean Sheehan was arguing as well, which which I like to hear because he, uh, he I tend to uh, I respect his opinion uh, 99% of the time and I tend to agree with a lot of it. Uh, anyhow, Charez had a originally it was a uh, anaconda choke. Another anaconda choke. We had two last night over Daniel Lacerda, who shouldn't even be in the UFC anymore. Lacerda went limp. The ref stopped the fight, which is usually what we ask for. But after the ref stopped the fight, Lacerda appeared to be okay, which doesn't mean he wasn't out. Um, because you know, when you stop choking someone, 
they sometimes immediately are okay. Uh, it doesn't take them forever to, to wake back up. So anyhow, I think Gumby agrees with this too. We got robbed. We had Sherez. We got robbed. And I had Sherez uh, by sub too. Inside. Uh, and I had, oh, Sherez, yeah, you did. I had Sherez by sub in the first round too. Uh, and all those just get voided. <sighs> oh my God. Um, That's why you're salty about this. Well, and, and I'll <laughs> say this. So I, I had some time to think about it and cool down. Here's my, here's my summary of this. It can be both that Lacerda was still conscious and it can also be the ref not doing his job fully. And it could also be a fine stop. Right. I think it can right. be all three of those things at the same time, because for sure, it, it, if Lacerda is actually conscious, but he all of a sudden, every single one of his limp leg or limbs go limp. It's within the rights of that ref to stop that fight. The rules say that you can stop a fight when it appears that a, a fighter can no longer defend himself. He goes limp. You should probably check the limb anyway and see if he's actually out. But like, it's your job to jump in as quickly as you can. So like, I think he probably should have checked the arm. I don't know what he would have gotten as a result. We never do know. I I, I think he was probably. I know what would have happened. I know his arm would have fallen the first time. It would have fallen the second time. <laughs> and as was falling the third time, he would have hulked up and he would have been okay. That's what yeah. would have happened. But anyway, that, go ahead. That, that's true. That always does happen. Um, no, but like, <laughs> I, I think Lacerda was probably still there. But also, like, if you do let all of your limbs go limp, first of all, that's not intelligently defending yourself. That's what refs are taught no. to stop. Should Tyonia come in and check the arm? For sure. But, like, also, what? it sets such a bad precedent that, like, if you're caught in a really crappy submission, you could just go limp and get a no contest. You know what I mean? Because Yes, yes, Tyone, yes. Tyone let let yourself not, go out, yeah. Right, Tyone let is let yourself not, go out and you might be safe. Tyone is not the only ref who would have stopped that fight. You know, like so, some take too long to stop it, but he is not the only ref who would have stopped that fight without checking the arm the way he went limp. So like, yeah, you set yourself up to be like, oh, I'll just pretend I'm limp. They'll stop the fight and I'll come right to immediately after. Yep. And then they'll have to overturn it. I I'll be able to save my yep. record. And like, I don't think anybody's going to do that intentionally before the fight. No. But like, if you're stuck, like it's worth a try, right? But um, yeah, isn't that like, it, it reminds me of like the John Jones Machida, where he just dropped his limp body after like, that was pretty much the same. Machida went limp. The ref stopped the fight. Like that's what happened here. Did the ref even stop limp? that one or did, did, I don't Jones, know. Or Jones, I think Jones, Jones decided it was over. Yeah. Cause I think it was Herb Dean. If I remember correctly, he makes sure you're uh, dead. So he wouldn't have stopped <laughs> it. Yeah, he makes sure he makes sure your dad is true. But yeah, it was, it was a tough one for everyone involved. That was a rough one. And it didn't help having Dominic Cruz on the, on the call. Oh yeah, yeah. Him he and him all, and Cormier are just horrible together. Yeah, he he and Cormier. Well, Cormier just takes on whoever he's with. He just takes he's a sponge. He takes on whatever their personality is, and and just mimics what they're saying. So yeah, it's a bad combo uh, putting Cormier with uh, with angry little Dominic Cruz. So we whiffed on that one. That's a lot of a lot of talk about a uh, pretty meaningless flyweight <laughs> prelim <laughs> fight. But that's what we're here for, people. We're nerds just like you people. Uh, women's Women's flyweight, this is a very good fight. This could have been a fight of the night if they, they didn't end up giving out a bonus for fight of the night, but this very well could have won it. Tracy Cortez looked very good in a return. No no real rust here over Jasmine Jasuda Vicious. Fight, I guess, pretty much went the way we expected. It was, sorry, decision 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. I don't agree with 30-27s. 29-28, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, Cortez's striking was much better than Jasuda Vicious, as we expected. A lot faster than her, too, in the striking. Jasuda Vicious, a slight Grappling edge, as we expected, just vicious, the aggression and the toughness on her side. But uh wasn't enough to win the fight. I think the right person won. Yeah, I, I think the right person won. But shout out to uh, Mike Bell and Sal Diamato for still messing it up. Uh, despite, because <laughs> yep. I mean, like, just vicious won round two. Bottom line, yes. she wins round yeah, two. Yeah, that was round she won. Yeah. Um, and, and so like to and not she was even... grappling round. Yeah, that was right round that she won the grappling too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it looked it looked so clear. Um, it, it, I don't think she won the fight. Like, I, and that's coming no. from somebody who picked her to win. Um, I scored it for Cortez as well. But I I thought like I, I thought the third round was closer than the second round. I, I thought there it was yep. like if you were going to mess up this fight, the most likely way you could mess it up was giving. Uh, Jesuda Vicious, the second and the third, uh, because Cortez clearly won one, Jesuda Vicious clearly won two. I thought Cortez mostly clearly won three. Um, but yeah, shout out to them for still finding a way to get this wrong. 
Yeah. Good fight though. Uh, both, I think both ladies look good and both, you know, um, I was really impressed with Cortez. Like, um, might be timed well now that she's back obviously it's uh time to get back on that train but yeah she looked very good here jasmine's i think she's always going to be at an athletic athleticism and a any um maybe not power she has strength but athleticism and um i guess striking power uh dif- differential in every fight that she's in so she's really like, she's not to muck it up like she did do you think she's the 2023 roxanne Matafari? <laughs> yeah maybe yeah that's a good point <laughs> And she's, she's not like that little, young either. Like she's yeah. she's like thirty five or something too. But yeah, she's yeah, just she, like a little she, bit. She can be. She's Sorry, just a little bit. She's just a little bit less athletic than everybody, and like very strong, super aggressive, never stops, low key good grappling chops. Like that. That's just kind of who she yep. is. Yeah, and and she can outwork and outlast a lot of a lot of uh, women in, in flyweights, even probably some ranked rank women. So, yeah, good fight. Both women look good, like I said. Um, lightweights, Charlie Campbell did what we expected. He, he looked good, but really, he should have looked good against Alex Reyes, who came back after six years on the shelf. He got knocked out brutally, took six years off because of various things, including a spinal infection, which doesn't sound like fun. Then got himself TKO punches, 338 into the first round. Did not look in the fight at any point. I guess a good... Um, entry to the UFC for Charlie Campbell via Alex Reyes. Sorry, we're going to we're gonna have to show you the door. I agree. I'm a, uh, actually kind of excited about Charlie Campbell. I think he's a better prospect yeah. than people think he is because um, he has that loss to Chris Duncan on Contender Series. But, like, he was winning that fight and almost had him out. So, like, uh, in retrospect, a loss that's aged pretty damn well um, with, with Duncan looking as good as he has. Yep, very true. Um, yeah, Daniel Lacerda, we can't fire him yet, can we? I think you have to. He- he still He's got no wins has in, a one in five fights. In five <laughs> fights and just like Phantom tapped basically in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm 96% guaranteed to win this week in fantasy football in case anyone can, wondered. Can, I, congratu- I, I would give you an update. Congratulations, sir. Justin Herbert's slanging and slanging those touchdowns today. All right. Is and he- in the opener, <laughs> mm, go ahead. I just said Izzy. I, that's, that's all I said. Yes, he is. Yeah. Women's okay. starweight, Josephine Lindgren. Knutson, well, she has a, a different name, an accidental name that John gave her in the Discord. I won't say it on air. <laughs> uh, it's probably not appropriate, and we don't want to be disrespectful because if Josephine's listening, but it, it's not. It's just a typo, which became very funny, and that's her new name in the Discord. So get in the Discord if you want to see some fun there. Um, she took care of Marnik Man, 30-24, Once again, scorecards all over the... I didn't even think of this. These scorecards are all over the map as well. That's not a good thing as well. You shouldn't have three a three-point difference between the one judge and the other judge. But um, I think the way I can sum up uh, Knudsen over, I guess, the three... Technically, she's had three fights under the UFC umbrella. Road to UFC, Dana West Contender Series, and now an official UFC fight. Um, dominate, but not dangerous. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably true. Um, she, she's so sharp in, in technical, yes. but like... Yes. And like hard to get offense off on. I, I think that's maybe the yeah. most impressive part of her is that it's just like, it's really hard to attack her. Uh, and, and you look at some of the people who she's fought um, and she's fought some really good fighters too. You know, like Isis Verbeek was, you know, a, a pretty damn good kickboxer, but she fought Jacinta yep. Austin before that. Jacinta Austin is pretty damn good too. Um, so like that win wound up aging pretty well. She fought Elizabeth Rodriguez way back when who, like doesn't suck. Um, you know, like she, she just won on Aries not that long ago. So like, I, I think Josephine is like very skilled, very good, but to your point, probably not much of a finisher. She's got one knockout in seven fights. Uh, and that was the Elizabeth Rodriguez fight and it was a knee to the body, but man, she got Marnik man as close to a finish as we possibly could. Yeah. And little thunder. She's only 27 new in the sport too. She, she could grow into power. We've seen that with some fighters. Yeah, probably not a women's straw weight though. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Well, yeah. she, she she can she get more powerful, but but she's fighting the way um, you see rank fighters like the tops of of divisions fight. Basically, is how she she's fighting already. She's not just like sloppily running through people. She's you know technically picking people apart, which is what you see when you get more evenly matched fighters. Um, as you move move up the uh, rankings, I don't know if she'll be able to keep doing that, but you know, interesting nonetheless. So. Um, we still like her. She's still our girl in the discord. So has she been on your podcast? She has, right? 
Yeah, she was before she was on Road to the UFC. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, I had her. He was in early. He was in yeah. early on her. Yeah, I was. I was an early right. adopter. Bonuses: Raul Rosas Jr., Daniel Zellhuber, Lupita Godinez, Roman Kapilov, Charlie Campbell. So a couple fighters of Mexican descent got the bonuses on Nat Noche UFC. As for us, uh, we kind of told you this already. I went seventh and two. I won thirty-three bucks. So on the year, I'm at sixty percent hit rate, which is where I want to be at the very least. I'm still down money. I'm down about four percent return on investment, but I'm clawing my way back up. Gumby, six and three, lost 110 bucks. He's at 56% hit rate. He's down 6%. Uh, didn't do, we didn't just do so hot on our fancy, dancy picks. Uh, Gumby had Sharaz as his lock, should have hit that. I'm counting it. Counting he, it. He did <laughs> technically hit it. He hit it for a few seconds there. I had Dalla hit that. Uh, he had Jesuda Vicious as his dog. That didn't come through. I had Grasso, so in my eyes, I hit it. Um, yeah, you, and then you hit we it. Both, <laughs> we, we both missed on our uh, props. He had Padilla via knockout. I had Della via knockout. Those both clear. We, we, we can't bend those at all. We can't make that uh, bend in our favor uh, whatsoever. And then our Hunger Man Johnson from Parley, we whiffed on both. Grosso decision, Charles sub. I shouldn't say we. Gumby makes those picks. No, when, no. When can we talk about how close the Hungry Man was, though? Charles <laughs> sub. Go ahead. Charles yep. sub happened. That, that actually happened. And Grosso decision basically happened. <laughs> like both yep. of those were, I mean, we were one point and one, you know, Chris Tyone away from, from a successful hungry man there. There you go. There you go. So anyhow, good, a good week after a uh, good week after all. Um, it crept up on me that we actually did good with our picks. This shouldn't become as a surprise. We always do good with our picks, but, oh, I hit six straight weeks. I've hit my dog, my uh, lock too. So I'm kind of getting the lock thing figured out, I guess. Hey, eh? you're supposed to pick a winner for the lock, right? Yeah. I, and I've had it. All right. Three, I had it three weeks in a row, but th this week is a technical push. <laughs> yes. And we're, we're still both up money on our prop picks. So you can still follow our prop picks and be profitable at this point. That is a lot of peas there. Um, do we have another UFC coming up this week? Oh, of we course do. we do. There is a week. <laughs> there, there is a week off though. After this week, there's a week off. I think, right? There's That's all right. I, you, yeah. you know your you know your co-host is already planned. Oh, you have plans for us? Of Regional course. MMA action? Is Bellator yeah. in action? Hell no. Um, <laughs> Bellator. From the sounds of it, Bellator may it may be a permanent hell no very soon with Bellator. Yeah, I I would just like to give a shout out to everybody who reported that they were the, them being sold to PFL was a done deal. Shout out to you uh, yes. and whatever podcast you run and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever website you run saying that that was a done deal. Shout out to you today. <laughs> Same with the gentleman who uh, reported that they're definitely following you because that hasn't been announced either. And they're still yeah, right. announcing <laughs> fights, fights and fight cards. So, yeah, there is no definites at this point. Anyhow. Let's talk, let's, we'll start talking about Mickey Mouse. We'll talk about UFC Fight Night, Fizia versus Gam Rot. A couple of fighters. I, no, I, I was thinking, do I get these guys mixed up with each other? But there's a whole bunch of lightweights that are similar to me. These guys are kind of similar to me. Not in style, but I, I guess maybe in, in skill level, they're similar to me. Um, so that's the main event. Rafael Fiziev versus Matias Gamrot. Then we got Bryce Mitchell versus Dan Ige. Mahina Hodhiguez is back, seeing if she can get her get her train back on the track. And who does she have? Oh, Michelle Watterson Gomez. She should be okay. If, if how you guys can't win this, then yeah, it's clearly all over for her. Uh, Brian battle, our boy, the artist formerly known as Pooh bear against AJ Fletcher. I think he's back to being Pooh bear. Oh, good. Good. Uh, Ricardo Hamas. We got a lot of ha, ha, this week. Ricardo Hamas versus Charles Jordan. That is the main card prelims. Miles Johns, Dan Arjueta, the determined Dan, Tim Means, Andre Fialo, Jacob Malkoon, Cody Brundage, Mohamed Usman, Jake Collier. Oh, man. I didn't realize that was happening this week. Fantastic. Buckle up, dude. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> both. We're firing them both. No matter what happens, Gummy are going to fire them both. Uh, Mizuki Inoue, Hannah Goldie. She's still around, apparently. Huh? Montserrat Rendon. Montserrat. No, that's a different Montserrat, right? This is this is a different Montserrat. This isn't the uh, Conejo or whoever that you uh, that is on your Mount Rushmore. No, this is a different one. This is a bantamweight one. Montserrat Rendon versus Tamiris Vidal. Okay, Gumby, positive Gumby. Tell us what we like about this week. So there are lots of things I like about this week. First of all, uh, Matt Chew's camera is so fun to watch. Uh, I would watch him every single day, and you put him up against somebody who's also very fun to watch. And like, who who wouldn't enjoy watching that main event? I'm also just like intrigued as hell at this being a five round fight. That's really cool. Um, you know, Brian Battle getting a chance to shine again. 
that EK Bryce Mitchell fight's weird to me because now Bryce Mitchell's yeah. kind of sort of been exposed by Aaliyah Tapuria. But like, does EK yeah. have the tools to to show out on that? Um I, I like what Dan Argueta looked like last time. I'm shocked as hell he's coming in as a favorite against Miles Johns. If you told me Don't that that was the odds. Oh, well, just, there you go. You know now. Um it, but like I looked that one I'll up forget. and I was like if if Miles Johns was a dog to Dan Argueta like three years ago, I mean it would have blown oh, my yeah. mind. But like now it's kind of yep. cool. Um, and of course, who doesn't love Jake Collier? <laughs> yeah, it's Miles oh, and Muhammad Usman. You forgot about the A side of that. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> much better. not much better there. Um, is uh, how determined is Miles Johns? That may decide the fight. I think he's Who's less. The most de- determined? I think he's less determined. Well, maybe that's what maybe the oddsmakers know these things. So anyhow, that is a UFC Apex fight card. Back to the Apex. They can't do too many fights outside of the Apex. They've already done too many weeks outside of the Apex. So that is this coming Saturday. Uh, we've talked a lot. Recap episodes always go long. But this week we had lots of lots to rail against all the injustice of uh, Noche UFC. Thanks for listening. We shall be back. Check your feed right now. Right this minute. We're probably in there right now with our Dana White Contender Series Week 7 preview. Um, we got back on track last week. We're going to keep the train moving down the tracks this week to steal lines from Gumby's other, other co-host. Um, in the meantime, and in between time, we are in the discard sports gambling podcast.com slash discord uh, Twitter. If you want to talk to Gumby through our account is SGPN MMA. If you want to tell us uh, how bad our Jack Della Madalena takes are, that's the place to go. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Instagram as well. I got the Substack moneymma.substack.com. Uh, subscribe there. You can get, my writings and my podcast straight into your inbox every week. And you can play in my pick'em contest and Gummy's got the top turtle MMA podcast drops midweek every week. He has good interviews. Do we know who's on this week yet? Or yeah, I got a, I got a pair of contender series guys on this week. I'm going to be talking to Connor Matthews, uh, who you might remember from being on contender series against Francis Marshall last year. So he's yep. getting a chance again in week 10. And I'm talking to Therese Finney, who's uh, really good friends with our main man, Trevor Peak. Um, and he's got uh. the most middleweight shaped body you've ever seen in history. 5'8", 185. Uh, and he's built Perfect. like Brock, Brock Lesnar. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh. <laughs> Very nice. So make sure you, you listen to that. And obviously all good things in the MMA, uh, sorry, MMA world. Yeah, that's true. And all of sports gambling world is sports gambling And make sure you subscribe to our Patreon so we can keep corporate gambling at bay. It would be uh sports gambling slash Patreon. All right. Like I said, check your feed right now. Episode 419 is in there right away. You're gonna have some more hot takes on that. So listen to that right now. Um, who is on that episode? You're wondering, of course, it's the determined Jeff Fox and the cannibal Gumby Reeland will be there. Bye-bye.